Hey, thank you for listening to the Vegan Ambition Podcast. I'm here to let you know that you can visit us on our website at theveganambition.com or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We post new content every single day. And now, time for the podcast. Hey, I'm Ruji, and today we're joined with... Daniel. And I'm Ruji. This is a different Daniel than the first episode, uh, and welcome to the Vegan Ambition podcast number six. Today's main question is, what do you think about replacing our protein sources with insects? But before we start, I'd like to thank today's sponsors. I'd like to thank Granny Smith Apples, Couscous, and Satan. This podcast is a tool to help vegans, vegetarians, and anyone else who's interested in the vegan lifestyle. On this podcast, we will have a different guest every week and we're going to discuss a topic on veganism and we'll debate different viewpoints. The vegan ambition is a no pressure zone and a no hostility zone. We do not pressure our guests but are simply here to discuss different viewpoints. I hope you'll join us on this journey and education is our biggest goal here. If you don't know me already, I'm Ruji. I've been vegan for over a year and I'm not a perfect vegan but I'm trying to become one. Hopefully you can join me on this journey of veganism and learn something new in the process. And this is Daniel. He's a non-vegan uh, who's new to veganism? Who's new to the like concept? Yeah, completely, hundred percent. Okay, so uh, can you tell me a bit about your diet and subsequently? Oh, uh, my diet. What you know um, about veganism? Almost exclusively Domino's pizza. Okay. I'm just kidding. No, my diet just I don't know. I feel like it's fairly well balanced. I feel like I could do more fruits and vegetables. Uh huh. But definitely lots of uh, just carbs, pastas, rice, all that, and definitely meats at least. Twice a day, like for two twice of my meals. Okay. And I'm just curious, why at least? Um, I don't know. It's not like I don't like actively try to um, make meat part of my meal. It just ends up happening. Because okay. like in the morning, it's like, you'll just have eggs because it's breakfast. And eggs just kind of like make sense for breakfast. Sure. And then lunch, you'll maybe like whatever have a burger because it's nice outside and you're having a barbecue okay. and it just always ends up happening that my meals will include meat in them now you're off of school right now and would you say that that, that was similar when you were like in school yeah definitely because uh every day for school i'd make my own lunch and it would just be a sandwich every day which With will have like my turkey or jelly, jelly meat stuff like okay. that yeah. okay cool um, interesting. And so you've, you don't know very much about veganism at all. I know very little. Okay. So tell me what you know. Um, I know you do not eat meats or beef products okay. if you're a vegan. Yep. Um, that is basically it. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So very limited knowledge. Okay. And have you tried, I mean, have you tried a lot of vegan foods or no vegan foods or? No, no, no. I haven't. You haven't tried any? basically vegan foods. I feel like maybe I've tried with you once. Yeah, we went to a restaurant not so long ago. We tried that, and then you had a burger. Yeah, yeah, I tried your vegan burger, yeah. My place not so but long ago. But other than that, like, I've never. Because none of my friends aside from you are vegan. Okay, okay. Or even vegetarian or pescatarian or anything. Wow, really? Yeah. You don't have any vegetarian friends or no. vegan friends? That's actually pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Or definitely not any close friends. So, yeah, you were my gateway drug. Uh-huh. That's good. I'd like to hear that. Um, okay. Well, veganism, I'll just like brief you quickly. Um, and for any listeners who are kind of new to it, veganism is, uh, means it's a way of life. So there's like a difference between being plant-based and being vegan. When you're plant-based, you generally, that means you just generally eat vegan sources, plants. Okay. Uh, so that like veganism encompasses that, but veganism goes beyond that. It means we don't buy any animal products at all. So, uh, I don't buy leather, I don't buy honey, I don't buy gelatin, I don't buy um, insects um, or of any kind. And so, so that means that like completely out of my whole life sphere, I'm excluding animal byproducts and, and products. Does that make sense to you? That makes sense, yeah. Okay. And, and w- w- why do you think that's important to me? I'm just curious. As a um, non-vegan. Save or, the animals. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because obviously animals need to be killed mm-hmm. for your food yep. sources and for clothing and all other animal products. Yep. And you're trying to preserve their life. 
And what do you know about... Okay, so um, there's three kind of main viewpoints from a vegan diet or from a, ve- from a vegan lifestyle. Mm-hmm. The first one is for the environment. The second one is for your own health. And the third one is for the animals. What do you kind of know about the differences or what about those three kind of? Um, I know that like the methane from like cow farms is like a huge problem for the environment. I think lots of CO2, something like that. I definitely heard somewhere that like if everyone stopped eating meat, like our CO2 emissions would drastically be reduced. Right. Um, That's what I know about that one. The second one, what would you say again? Um, So for our health. For our health? um, I feel like McDonald's, no bueno. Okay. (laughs) So that's the health aspect. And the last one was? Uh, For the animals. For the animals, yeah. And that's just it. Okay. (laughs) Preserve your life. (laughs) Okay, so I'll try to brief you a bit more uh, in that case, because I actually thought you would know a little bit more. Really? Um, So from an environmental standpoint, that's right. Uh, Basically, cows are one of the biggest producers of methane. Uh, There was a recent study that came out that showed that all animal products um, are significantly higher than plant products. So as well as cows, we have, you know, fish farms they also produce methane because a lot of like the poo and other crap like, mm-hmm. just falls to the bottom and that is a, like a place for methane to produce yeah so those produce methane and then just generally the way that i always view from an environmental standpoint is um we are eating these animals right mm-hmm. or like i mean i'm not but yeah, yeah. <laughs> most, like people are eating these animals and there's a there's a secondary step in between us and the food, yeah. And that secondary step is growing other food to feed the animals. Yeah. And so to me, it, like from an environmental standpoint, beyond the methane stuff, it just seems like a waste. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like a waste to go and grow all this um, all this product to then feed to another pr- source that is just gonna like make that product worse. It's not really making it better because you're yeah. losing stuff from that product. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so cows, when they exhale, when they're chewing, and this usually happens uh, when they chew on uh, grass or on um, corn or on soy, mm-hmm. because that's what those are the main things that they eat. Um, as they exhale, it produces methane gas, and that goes up to the atmosphere. Yeah. And, and methane is like 20 times more potent than carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. So you can reduce your carbon footprint by 50% by just going into a vegan diet yeah which is a lot um you know i've heard i've heard people tell me like i should short have shorter showers or drive less but from an environmental standpoint i mean it's the best it's the most important thing i can do like yeah the number one thing i can do uh for our health um i mean a whole food plant-based diet is really healthy because you're getting a lot of vitamins and nutrients straight from the source and Mm -hmm. it's like much better for us generally I mean, most like people who eat a balanced whole food diet generally are in a in a good weight range. You know, they're very healthy and they just they they feel energized all the time. And I've I've heard this a lot where it's like people, um, you know, on Facebook groups and on Reddit and stuff. They're like, I switched to a vegan diet and I'm like so much more energy now. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's totally a thing. It 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 is because generally. You feel quite bloated after you eat a burger from Burger King, right? Yeah, yeah. Or feel disgusting. Or yeah, or all the cheese from a Domino's pizza. Yeah, it's like gross. And I, I mean, I think of it personally, and I think back to like the days when we would hang out when we were kids and eat like pizza, pizza all the time. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm alive. Like, yeah, so much. <laughs> like beyond so much, it's just so bad for you and just so gross. Like yeah. the amount of fat that's in that is like crazy. Um, and then, yeah, from an animal standpoint, vegans try to reduce as much harm as possible. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this podcast isn't kind of, isn't necessarily to push people to go vegan. Like that's not my goal with you, right? My goal is for you to learn and for you to make a choice next time you go to the store that's the least harm, the least environmental impact. So I could be edumacated. (laughs) Yes. Edumacated, as you put it. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of just wondering, like, why haven't you ever kind of thought about this before? Um, I have. 
Okay. Uh, but I just don't act on it. Okay. So, like, of course, in elementary school, they showed us the videos of, like, the animal farms mm -hmm. and all the pink goop, and uh, I was traumatized for, like, a night. But then after that, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I got over it, okay. and I just went back to the same thing. But, yeah, I just remember I do actually have one family friend. She's uh, vegan, and she used to, I remember, just eat bacon, like, straight. Yeah. Uh, like, just... She wouldn't even cook it, just like eat it. That's, that's like that's how that's like really gross, much yeah. she like didn't care. And then she saw one of those videos at school, mm -hmm. and it just like flipped her like one eighty. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh my god, is this supposed to go my god?" Yeah. And so now she's completely vegan. Yeah. Um. But yeah, personally, I just yeah just never came around to it. Would you say you kind of go by the ideology that ignorance is bliss? Um, yeah, I guess so. Okay. Because that that's a very common. That's yeah, like yeah. very common. Like I uh, feel like I know it, but I just uh You put it out on the back. Yeah, right just like Okay. Whatever. Okay. Now do you think that um if you learned more about it, you would maybe think more about your choices on a day to day basis? Um, maybe. But maybe I would just push it back further okay. against. So I don't know. Pushing it back. Yeah. It, it's a it's a curious case and I mean there's there's kinds of like there's there's people who uh, approach the topic from different viewpoints so there's some like vegan um, uh, what's the word advocates yeah some vegan advocates who are very they're very pushy and very like rough on you like they'll yeah. be, they'll like they'll shout at you and they'll be like you are killing animals yeah. like in a very like um, like very hard to tone. And then there's there's some that will just try to have a conversation with you and be like, listen, by, you know, stopping consumption of red meat to start, you are cutting down your carbon footprint, you're saving lives of animals mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, and then there's me who's just like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like kind of educating you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question then. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about like, like obviously... Uh, animal farmers are bad, right? Like, mm -hmm. the conditions are horrible. But what do you think about people who are eating, like, free-roam animals? Right. So, my viewpoint on free-roam animals, or grass-fed is generally yeah. another term for it. Um, so, I view the murder of animals as something that does not need to happen. Yeah. So, for example, there's people that will argue that we need to eat meat Mm -hmm. for our protein sources, for our B12, for lo lots of different reasons, for yeah. iron, for example. But my standpoint is, it's unnecessary. Yeah. So we live in a country, and we live in Canada, we live in a, very, a first world country, you know, and we can very easily go to the grocery store and get all of our nutrients and all of our proteins and all of our B12 and everything mm -hmm. there. So what's why do we need to kill animals kill these living beings that are yeah. so happy and so fun and and they are i mean i've visited farms and i've hung out with cows and i've i've fed cows and they're like amazing animals yeah and so when i when i see people advocating for free roam or free range animals i think it doesn't matter because you're still killing it mm -hmm. and i i don't think that we should be as a population murdering animals yeah. because that's not that's not our choice right so one one big kind of thing is that consent is important mm -hmm. right so uh for example a mother who feeds her baby that is she's giving consent to feed that baby mm -hmm. right that's she's not it's not being taken from her and yeah like whatever we are taking you know cow's milk from cows mm -hmm. without their consent because they can't consent. Yeah. We are taking the these cows' lives without their consent because they cannot con consent. Mm -hmm. And to me, I view that as wrong. Yeah. I view that because because we don't need to do it, we should not be doing it. Yeah. Well, what do you think about like uh evolutionary standpoint whereas um I imagine being vegan would not have been possible. Like obviously now like we've got mm -hmm. to a point where like hey, like I can go to a grocery store get whatever I need. Mm -hmm. But like a hundred years ago, whatever X amount of sure. years ago before vitamin supplements, all that, uh -huh. it wouldn't have been possible. Yep. So, um, 
It would have. What? It would have. Um, I mean, you can you can see that in a lot of like developing nations where their mo- most of their food is um, uh, comes from plants. Yeah. But nonetheless, the way that I view that argument is it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We don't because we there. are there now. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Like you know that argument kind of comes down to like you know uh, should we be using our phones? Mm-hmm. When a hundred years ago we didn't have phones. Yeah. What how, what does that prove? That doesn't prove anything. Yeah, today yeah. we don't need. Today we use our phones because we want to be communi- communicating and and have an ease easy life. Same thing today. We can we can have a vegan diet because we don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Okay. Do you have any other questions? This is great. No. no. Are you sure? Yeah. There's a lot of different view like questions. Yeah. Okay. If you have any, bring them up. Because, I'll ask them. Yeah. As they come up. Yeah, because um, that like. This podcast will be a little bit different from other ones yeah. because there's more. It seems like there's more questions on your end, yeah. which, is, which is great. Um, Daniel, have you ever heard of uh, the, this one type of apple called the Granny Smith? <laughs> the Granny Smith apple, they're just a bit sour. They're green and they always taste fresh. They're like, every time I bite into it, it's like, I think that they taste fresh because of that sweet, sweet acidic burn they give you. Granny Smith apples are the apples for you. Next time you're p- apple picking, make sure to pick up the best apple, the Granny Smith. Thank you, Granny Smith apples, for sponsoring today's ep- today's episode. Now, Daniel, I'd like to get on today's main kind of question, and that is, what do you think about replacing our protein sources with insects? Personally, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of gross. Okay. But I think it's only because uh, the society we live in, okay. or what like Western society makes it out to be gross. Okay. Because also Asian societies have no problem mm-hmm. uh, with insects as part of their food. Yeah. But if we could somehow make that switch, where right from like the get go, you're teaching your kids like, hey, like it's fine. I know it'll end up being normal. Like it'll just be whatever. So I okay. feel like it's definitely possible. But but I mean from like an ethical standpoint, like what do you do you view it as like something that is do you think that we should versus going to a vegan diet, for example, do you think that we should go there? Okay. Because I had I had this argument recently with a friend of mine. That's interesting. And yeah. he was posing the idea that we should go to a vegan diet plus insects. Mm-hmm. Because they're higher in protein, they're cheaper to produce, blah blah, blah all this kind of stuff. Yeah. That's not a horrible idea. Okay. Um I could definitely see both sides of it. It's like, hey, like the insect's still a living creature, yep. right? But you can also go with, yeah, but it's not a cow. It's not as uh, mentally developed as sure. like a cow yep. or a chicken because yep. it's just like a little insect. Yep. So I guess I could see both sides of that argument. But for me personally, um, you just think it's gross. Yeah, I think just insects are kind of gross. Okay. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. So that's that's your that's all you have to say. Yeah, yeah, that's all you think about it. Okay. Well, from my perspective, what were you saying? Yeah. What was the argument? So, uh, so okay. So the yeah the argument from this person's perspective, he's not, not he was a non-vegan, and mm-hmm. he basically said we should um, consume insects to supplement our protein sources. Yeah. My view on that is is we don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. So. We can substantially live off of a vegan diet. Yeah. There's no need to kill more animals. And I mean, yes, insects are like animals and, you know, or like some people consider them just like insects and then some people consider them animals. That gets into like a whole realm of, realm of like speciesism, which is like a whole subcategory <laughs> of veganism, which we, we can get into that in a second. Um, but like, I just don't think that it's necessary mm-hmm. at all. Like from just a sustainability viewpoint it just doesn't seem like a place that we need to get to at all yeah does that make sense yeah okay do you want to know what speciesism is um, speciesism is like orthropods have eight legs stuff no. like that <laughs> it's the view that um that we are so it's sim- it's not similar to racism but it's in the same kind of like like ideology as racism yeah, yeah. whereas humans view themselves as higher or like more important than other animals uh so there's so for example there's people that will argue for a uh, meat eating diet because they believe that 
cows are not as important as humans and we should put humans first. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So I I obviously don't agree. Don't agree with that um, because I'm vegan. What do you think about that? Um, We're on this topic. I don't know. I guess there's (laughs) obviously like it's stupid to think that way because like I'm sure the same people um, who say that are also the people like yeah, but you, you can never eat a dog. Right, like you can't do that, but cows fine. Yeah. Right. So, it's a great, it's a great point. I yeah. Mean, lots of people will. Uh, I find it very hypocritical when people are like, you know, in love with their dogs. And yeah, then, yeah. And then they like. But they're like, oh, but that animals. cow and like, wherever it's farmed, that's getting butchered. But that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. And, and and it goes beyond that. It goes it goes to the point where they like they like don't care about like animals. Like yeah. And it, it it's a it is a sub it's kind of a subcategory of veganism, but it also kind of falls into the vegan lifestyle group. Mm-hmm. Very big. It's a very broad group, <laughs> vegan lifestyle group. Um, and so yeah, it's it's saying you know this animal is just not as important as we are. Yeah. Just like how you know in the '60s in America, white people said you know that black people were not as important yeah. as them. But that's I feel like really... if you're if you're gonna make that argument, you have to. Uh, be consistent with your argument and you okay. if someone's like alright here's you know a piece of dog cause our culture eats dog you can't be like no 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 okay right like if you're gonna make that argument then you have to be consistent okay. across the board with it so from a personal viewpoint then yeah. you would not eat your dog no never yeah I definitely have like a line <laughs> okay why why do you eat cow uh, cause it is just like I probably would eat dog if okay again same with the insect thing if it was like from day one it's like hey like dogs something that our society but eats. in some I mean in some countries that is exactly that is reality yeah yeah right I feel like I don't know uh with dogs they're just like a a house animal here right okay. like a domesticated animal so you have that like emotional Let's say you go bond but then that's what I'm saying like what if you're uh, a farmer and you obviously have like an no, emotional no, no. bond no, with. No. Say you go. Say I go where? To um, a country that eats dogs. Oh, okay, yeah. Would not do it. Okay. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> okay. Just curious. <laughs> just curious. And that and that's you know that's just you. you yeah. Know, we're just I'm just learning about you. Um, so yeah, that that's generally like I mean I consider that a hypocritical viewpoint. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> If you understand that you're being great, you know, that's, that's okay. <laughs> um, and so, and so, so similarly, you know, people like dogs generally do not kind of act as, or sorry, people do not view cows as dogs. Mm-hmm. They do not view them as this animal who can think and breathe and yeah. do and love and you know, all of that kind of stuff. And that's that's one of the reasons why we have domest- not domesticated cows and we've domesticated dogs because they're small. Mm-hmm. You know, cows are big. Cows are hard to keep. Yeah. Uh, and because for a long time they produced a lot of meat from people. Mm-hmm. Today they don't. Yeah. Or today vegans don't eat them, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. Um, on a similar topic then, kind of, we've talked a lot about eating meat. What's your viewpoint on milk? Um, like I obviously you consume it. I drink, but milk, yeah, but I mean, the the process and stuff. Um, I guess in theory, it's a bit better than eating meat. Okay, because at least you're not killing the animal. It's still living in horrible conditions, and it's still like you uh-huh. know, um, not having its best life. Okay, or not living its best life. I have a question, just very quickly. Yeah. Um. Do cows produce milk all the time? Um, I don't think so. They don't. Okay. Do they? They don't. Only How? Pregnant. So they have to impregnate the cow and then milk it. Okay. That's biology. Yes. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> and what do they do with the... Kill it. Yeah. That's right. Why don't, why don't they just raise it? Generally speaking, as I understand it, um, the calves are not worth it for them. A lot of the time. But they need Especially like ma- male calves are usually not worth Yeah, yeah. So if there's a male calf, they'll almost always kill it because um, it's like... You can't even produce milk. Well, like what's his purpose? Okay, if you, consider, if you think about it this way, okay? So we're on a dairy farm, mm-hmm. right? 
we've used we usually have like one or two bulls yeah the bulls are what uh what we use to impregnate the, the cows yeah all these cows live in completely terrible conditions so they have babies mm-hmm. but these babies may be you know not very healthy may not be raised well they may not live so why would we try to send them off to a um farm to raise them when it's easier for us to kill them um but where do the farms that for like my beef right where are they getting their cows so it's generally a different um um spe- not species a different um like there's dairy cows okay and then there's like meat cows so there's different cows there's different kinds of cows yeah okay so for example like um last week's sponsor um was farmhouse garden animal home mm-hmm. and they they didn't have any dairy cows on the farm it was mostly just beef cows mm-hmm. they're generally like bigger they're like you know broader and stuff yeah versus dairy cows are not the same yeah so that's usually what ha- what it was why don't they have the same type of cow do you know um like can't because wouldn't any female cow be able to make milk so why does it matter well i think um it's probably more for the meat side yeah in the sense that they have um been able to selectively breed uh large ones larger animals yeah or and uh on the actually on the dairy side also they would they would have selectively bred dairy cows that produce more milk Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah so so yeah at the end of the day consumption of dairy products is also um not very good that's why it's not vegan yeah um obviously checks out yeah it checks out (laughs) (laughs) um have you do you have any other questions i really want you to pose me more questions because you don't know very much about this yeah um when they come up i'll ask you okay okay uh one of my favorite dishes is steamed balls of crushed durham wheat semolina i have no idea what that is this tasty food is known for its Mediterranean origins and its fantastic pairing with many different dishes. I'm, of course, talking about couscous. <laughs> couscous is easy to make, comes in different flavors and styles, and it's a great replacement for rice or pasta. Thank you, Couscous, for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, so, Daniel, now comes maybe the more interesting part of the podcast. Uh, we've kind of, we've gone to the, we've gone to the food tasting portion of the podcast. Today, we're trying... Kensington's Vegan Organic Spelt Wild Blueberry Banana Cake. What is it? It's like a loaf. It's like a banana cake. Yeah. Banana cake? What, what am I? Bana- bread. Banana bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Banana bread. That's the word. It's really it's really cool. I think it's going to taste really good. It smelled good earlier. Yeah. I was like really excited for it. You want to try it? Yeah, I'm down. All right. Grab a piece. I will also grab I'm a piece. I'm very hungry. I'm going to smell it first and... You smell all your food. Smells good. I on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> exclusively on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's good. Yeah, tastes like banana bread. Looks like, like banana, banana bread. bread. And it's vegan. It tastes like banana bread. It looks like banana bread. It's probably banana bread. Yeah, it is. It is banana bread. It is really yummy. It's vegan. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better foods I've had on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Last, really? Yeah. Uh, last week we didn't have something that was. We had something that was like. Or not last week. The week before we had something that was like so-so. What was it? It was these tempeh um, bacon oh, okay. strips. Yeah, I should have like couscous salad. I love that. Mm. Well, like, uh, tem- do you know what tempeh tomato. is? No. Okay. So tempeh is like soybeans that are uh, fermented. Mm-hmm. But it's versus tofu. So tofu is like the way you make tofu is you like boil it mm-hmm. and you make it into curds, almost like making cheese. It's very yep. similar to making cheese. Tempeh. Fun fact of the day. Uh-huh. Soy is the only non-meat product that has all nine essential amino acids in it. And quinoa is also one. Does it? Yeah. Okay, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think quinoa is also one that has like everything. Um... Oh my god, this is like very thick, so it's very hard to speak. <laughs> it just takes up all your saliva. Well, <laughs> um, but I'm talking about. Oh yeah, tempeh. So, with tempeh, is like the beans, and it's like fermented to get. So they're all like kind of together. Mm-hmm. So they sometimes have like a weird texture, 
Um, they tried to like make it into tofu, and it was like not the best. Yeah, not recommend those. But if you're in your local store, I think these are this is a local brand of banana bread, by the way, Kensington's. Mm-hmm. So it's probably not going to be necessarily where you are. But if you're at a Nature's Emporium, um, they'll have it there. That's where I got it. It's really good. It, I don't remember how expensive it was, but <laughs> not very good. Yeah, I made my own banana bread before, and it was like the best banana bread I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Should start a bakery. No, I'm not that good. <laughs> I already started a podcast. I can't mm. do a bakery and a podcast. I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, okay. That relates to this. So, I went pescatarian for about a month. Okay. Last year. Because I went to, um, what, what, I can't remember what it's called. The people who are like, change your diet, you're having like problems, change your diet and that will fix nutritionist uh no 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 whatever okay like a doctor yeah yeah um so i changed my diet and they're like okay you can't have any like meats so i was only having fish yep um and i gotta say it was really hard okay why um i was just super tired of it like eating only fish as or like the same kind of foods all the time because it always be like I couldn't have pasta either. Okay. So, my like, like my you can meals, have gluten or you can have just like I couldn't have gluten oh, and okay. meats. I see. Yeah. Right. So my food source for a month was just like I'd have buckwheat or rice or quinoa mm-hmm. and then fish and then like salad. Uh huh. Like that would just be like my meals every single day. Yeah. And by the end of it, I'm like, oh my god, like I cannot do this anymore. Like I'm eating the exact same food. Yeah. Every day. So you made a major mistake. What did I? What that was eating the exact same food every day. Yeah, but I um, feel like I couldn't make any. I had no other options. You had tons of options. I yeah, clearly I was a there's, bigger. Eh? There's, I mean, I there's a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of going gluten free and vegan is hard. Mm-hmm. I will, I will admit that it's yeah. not the easiest thing to do, but um, there are a lot of beans and lentils and just like vegetables that you could have had. Mm-hmm. So. As an example, instead of having buckwheat and fish, you could have had a lentil dal. I don't know what that is. It's like an Indian dish. So it's uh, uh, lentils with like some tomato and onion and turmeric. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. You can just, you could have it with like gluten-free bread or with like anything. And it's like awesome. Mm-hmm. I had it on a podcast, like a recipe for it on a podcast. But I think that was the problem that you had. It wasn't yeah. that... Um, that you got bored like it, you did get bored of the food yeah, but that's because tired. you were eating the same food over yeah. and over again and because you weren't used to it you probably had to make the, sh- the change overnight yeah right I know it's hard because like my parents weren't doing it oh right? yeah they weren't helping at all huh they weren't cooking for you or anything no they were right so I wasn't gonna be like because they'd be cooking for themselves as well and that's what they wanted I wouldn't go to my mom and be like hey can you make this like recipe yeah. that I found she'll be like hey, this is what you're eating the yeah. fish is, like, quick. The quinoa takes, like, 10 minutes. Like, this way you're eating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, living at home is a different, like, story on of itself. Yeah. You, it's definitely not the easiest thing. And, like, I mean, I cook a lot for myself um, because of that. But, mm. you know, once you move out, once you live alone, you have to cook for yourself. You don't have any options. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think you, the, like, pescatarian actually is, like, super easy. Yeah. So... In terms of variety, I think the problem you had was that you just kept having the same thing over and over again. Like, you wouldn't eat shrimp. It seems like you didn't eat, yeah. like, you know, other kinds of seafood. I'm allergic to shrimp, so that's why I didn't have it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? I was, like, a little mild. Oh, okay. But I just, I just stay away, though. Fair enough. Um, but in any case, like, in a <clears throat> vegan diet, I mean, my, I've actually become so much more, like, I Diverse in your meals sorry diverse in your meals yeah like and the amount of vegetables that i eat is like so gro- grown substantially yeah like i used to hate cauliflower as an example yeah and now cauliflower is one of my favorite do you fry things. your cauliflower i really like fried cauliflower i do it differently every time yeah. you know i've i've had cauliflower rice uh which is like a whole like yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome thing i hate myself. it <laughs> whatever I really like it you know there's there's a lot of different ways and and that's the main thing is like that's why I always recommend... Gotta spice it up. That's why I recommend people on my on my podcast to, to not 
go overnight mm-hmm. because switching overnight is very difficult. Yeah. So I watched a video a couple of years ago, and it was like this like just like regular YouTube channel, and they're like, "We're gonna try going vegetarian for thirty days." Mm-hmm. And they did not know anything. They did not know what they were doing. Yeah, and they this is vegetarian. They literally ate like eggs every day for like half of it. Yeah. And they're like, by the end, they're like, oh, I feel so sick. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. You ate eggs for 30 days or 15 days straight. Yeah. Obviously, you feel sick. Um, so it, it is about being diverse. It is about cooking your own meals and about finding new recipes and finding new kinds of foods and kinds of grains and kinds of lentils and kinds of vegetables to eat. Mm-hmm. It's just about, it's about doing that. Yeah. And that was the problem you had, yeah. I would argue. Like, if you... I think the best thing to do, I mean, if you, if, if somebody wants to go vegan, Mm -hmm. the best thing to do is not do it overnight. Yeah. The best thing to do is pick one day a week to start with, to go, um, I'm vegan this day. Yeah. To go, I'm vegan this day, make a new recipe, try something new, learn what you like. Mm -hmm. And over the course of six months, you'll start to realize that you can do this more than once a day. Yeah. And then by by the end of the year you'll start to realize you can do this uh every day yeah and then by the end of that you'll just be like oh i can do this all the time because it's not a problem yeah and it isn't like i because you're saying too you were like transitioning you didn't just go like via yeah right? like i you started i did differently uh, but i've always been i i'm a little special because i have always been like i always search for new recipes all mm-hmm. the time so i did transition but i went pescatarian then vegetarian then vegan yeah and that helped a lot because it meant that I could keep some of the foods that I liked, mm-hmm. like seafood, for example. So when I went out with family, it wasn't a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but it wasn't hard because I, I was varying my diet. I was trying different foods. I was eating lots of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was trying, I, I, when I was vegetarian, I was eating vegan food, like, like specific, like I went to like specifically vegan restaurants, restaurants. I went, I like made vegan food at home too. Mm-hmm. made lots of vegetarian stuff. It was just like about varying it up all the time. Yeah. And now obviously like I'm totally fine. I have no problems yeah. basically with, with that. The literally the only problem I, I have, and I always complain about this on the podcast is that, uh, going out with like friends and family can be hard sometimes. Yeah. But it's just, it's going to get to a point where it's going to be easy when there's more vegan restaurants and that's it. Yeah. You know? Like most restaurants have a vegan option nowadays. They're starting to get more. Yeah. It's not like the best all the time. I mean, every restaurant always has fries basically, yeah. but you know, it can be hard. Like there's one, like for my family, when we all want to go out together, we just go to like Jack Astor's mm-hmm. because they have something for me they have something for the kids Yeah. and everyone else is also happy. Yeah. But it's like such a, it's like, it's not easy. That's the hardest part. But doing it, you know, five times a week, going, being vegan five times a week and then like whatever, screwing around on the weekends, you're already reducing so much. You're already Mm -hmm. saving so many animals. You're already saving, uh, helping your own body so much because you're cutting out carcinogens like red meat and you're just, you're helping the environment because you're not producing, you're not producing as much cow. Yeah. What uh? What are your thoughts on? So you have a dog, right? I do. What do you think about uh, making your dog go vegan? This is actually the question. The question I'll have next week, but oh. <laughs> uh, I'll quickly kind of point to it. Um, and that is, I don't know what my view is. Yeah. Because right we were talking how like you know a hundred years ago would it be possible to uh-huh. be vegan or whatever uh-huh. x amount of years, um, but now we have the technology. We're yeah. like, hey, you could just like supplement your diet with yeah. this, that, the other. So, should we be branching out, and because we could help our dogs go yep. vegan, our cats go vegan? So there is, um, I think cats are probably harder, but dogs there is um, vegan f- food for dogs. Yeah. So I know that for sure. I this te- well, I mean, the dog that I have here right now isn't my dog, mm-hmm. so I'm just feeding it, you know, the same food that it's, you Honor. know, my sister yeah. gave it. Um, but when I get a dog, which I'm going to get one like next year or so, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I need to like do a lot of research and think about yeah. it a lot because because there's there's like an there's an ethical dilemma, right? The ethical dilemma is do you um, knowingly 
keep killing animals mm-hmm. uh, for your dog to eat. Mm-hmm. Or in some cases, I mean, maybe some dog will not be able to eat vegan. Yeah. I know. I think cats. <laughs> I think cats for sure cannot. Like, I'm pretty sure they can't eat vegan. Yeah. So. Why not, though? Um, I think they are, like, carnivores. Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly. So there's an ethical dilemma there, right? It's mm-hmm. like you have to decide what's the best. I would say that if I found out that my animal that I owned, that I adopted, because yeah. I do not own that by breeded animals, um, that I adopted um, cannot eat vegan foods, mm-hmm. if that's the case, then I will buy it because we're getting back to that problem of consent Mm -hmm. now I am now I'm choosing my dog over the cow right Mm -hmm. that's probably not the greatest choice yeah but the consent is that my dog is not consenting to eating to not to not being healthy or not Mm -hmm. eating you know animals yeah and she she or he the dog won't doesn't know doesn't know that what they eat is contributing to murder, mm-hmm. and that that animal also doesn't know that, um, or that animal also may not genetically be able to eat vegan. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure. But we can genetically eat vegan. You think? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Um, we are basically like we're like supposed to be herbivores, mm-hmm. and I actually believe that. What about all these like keto diets and the paleo diet and all that, where it's like you so want to be reducing your carbs and eating mostly fat and yeah. proteins. So what I've read or seen and seen about that is that um, our teeth are actually not designed to eat meat, mm-hmm. and the only reason that we can process meat as a baby is because we have the we it like it 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 like our bodies learn mm-hmm. and they start to get the, the right things to dissolve meat. But in reality, we should not be eating meat. Yeah. That's what I think. Now uh, that might be controversial. There might be, I might be citing wrong sources. I'm not hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. but as I understand it, I mean, we're hundred percent omnivores. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, but our bodies like do not need it. And I've read, I've, I've read, or I haven't read, I've seen like articles from the China study, which, studies this and it's it goes into like cancer and it goes into vitamins and mm-hmm. and it it seems and there's so many vegans out there that we just don't i mean i've i'm alive yeah right you're not there yeah 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 like a lot of people <laughs> like i see this argument sometimes online and they're like they're like oh you're gonna die i'm like um i'm alive yeah perfectly healthy i've been alive for over a year mm-hmm. on a vegan diet yeah so I took I took a uh, nutrition this year, okay. and our prof talked a little bit about veganism, mm-hmm. and I think the most important like part he mentioned was that like I didn't do any of my own research on it. I'm just taking his word for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that vitamin B12 is only in animal products. Yep. And um, that if you're vegan, you have to take vitamin supplements. Yep. Um, and you can't, yeah, it takes a while for your body to realize, like, hey, I'm out of vitamin B12 because it stores very well. Yep. And it can take up to five years yep. for any, like, serious problems to actually occur yep. from how, like, a B12. Um, so does, don't you think, like, that kind of shows that, hey, maybe, like, we should be eating meat evolutionarily? So, actually, as far as I know, as far as I've read, B12 is not... So B12 comes from dirt. Mm-hmm. That's its origin. Yeah. So there's one of uh, there's one of two ways that animals get their B12. The one that I've read about the most is that animals are injected with B12. Mm-hmm. So in reality, that's not you know that's not us having to eat it. That's not evolutionary. That's yeah. We are, are adding they fully it injected with. B12 or are they uh, like they want the meat to have more B12 so they're adding extra to I'm make not, sure people I'm are not sure okay the second way that they would get it mm-hmm. is if they ate grass fed or they eat you know um, or they eat stuff that has dirt in it mm-hmm. 
Because you, they get their B12 then from dirt. Yeah. And that can pass on. Yeah. Now, our B12 deficiency actually comes from us not washing, or us washing our fruits mm-hmm. and vegetables because we're getting rid of the dirt that they come with. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that standpoint, evolutionary standpoint, as far as I know, and I might be wrong, mm-hmm. so if I am, you can call me out, you can, you can email me and I will talk about it next week. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as I know, um, we do not... Like, like it is not an evolutionary thing. Yeah. So if you're growing your own home vegetables, they're not going to like the whole washing process, then you're thinking it should be okay. You should be good. Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, B12 is added Mm -hmm. to a lot of vegan alternative meats and alternative foods. Mm -hmm. So for example, downstairs I have like hot dogs and burgers and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, Yeah. If you look at their B12 levels, they're very high because they supplement it. Because they know that we like we as vegans sometimes need it. Yeah. So it's really a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. It really depends on whether on what you eat, how you eat, and who you are. Yeah. Some people for some people B twelve will affect them a lot. For some people, uh, like some of my friends, you know, they eat a lot of um, vegetables from farms, from organic sources. Mm-hmm. They eat a lot of you know, uh, like vegetables and stuff that come from close to the ground and so they don't supplement their diets mm-hmm. and then for other vegans they might eat a lot of processed foods yeah. a lot of processed vegan foods that all have it added to it yeah and they don't have a problem isn't processed food bad for you though yeah but i mean i'd rather be eating vegan processed food than meat processed food yeah yeah you know would that... you rather be eating vegan processed food or non-processed uh meats uh, I'd still rather be still living, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, I I see where you're coming from for that argument. Because processed but... foods are bad, right? They have their trans fats, all that mumbo jumbo. N- no, I mean not necessarily. Yeah, processed food is just the idea that it's not you making it. Okay. So I mean, this thing that we ate today is a processed food. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. Uh, everything I've had on my podcast is a processed food. When you mm-hmm. go to the grocery store, you buy chips, you buy Twizzlers, you buy anything mm-hmm. it's a processed food the only time it's not a processed food is when it's you know when you buy just a bag of lentils when you yeah. buy a bag or a bag of um beans when you buy rice mm-hmm. depends on the rice the type of rice because some of them come with other stuff included when you buy just vegetables and fruits that is a whole food diet mm-hmm. that is a whole different argument so there there are vegans that are whole food vegans and that is very healthy yeah um, I'm not there yet personally because I'm really lazy and, <laughs> and chips I don't have good. yeah chips taste good and I don't have time all the time will so, I get to really that quick, point so you say yes. chips taste good sure right so that's why you're still eating it even though you probably know for yourself that it's more healthy to go whole food yes so what do you think about the argument that's like hey like beef bacon that tastes pretty good um so I mean again <sighs> Okay, this is how I'll phrase this. So there's different ways to view it, right? There's yeah. there's the three viewpoints uh, for the animals, for me, and for the environment. For the environment, uh, vegan food is always the best. Yeah. No matter what. Uh, for the animals, vegan food is always the best, no matter what. Mm-hmm. For me, vegan food is still better because um, my processed foods are still healthier than the carcinogens that come in beef because mm-hmm. beef is like it, especially processed beef or processed meat mm-hmm. is like classified as a carcinogen yeah right like that's you can check that online it's very commonly known yeah i believe you uh whereas chips are not mm-hmm. and so uh for me i'm already doing something to help myself over not and i mean you you can see this in me physically like when i cut out chicken a couple years ago Mm -hmm. i lost a lot of weight i got a lot healthier right like it's just there are vegans who are in it for just the animals Mm -hmm. there are vegans who are in it for just the environment there are vegans who are in it for just themselves i'm a vegan who's in it for all three Mm -hmm. and so from my perspective the it makes complete sense yeah does that make sense yeah okay you know what I will add though? Uh, yeah. So like, I think we are probably eating way too much meat. Absolutely. And uh, 
I don't support what's called like cutting meat out completely. Okay. But I do think we are eating way too much meat, and you'll be like, I was very surprised to find out like how little meat we actually need. Yeah, I think it's uh, we don't I, we I, or we how don't much, need how any protein, uh, right? Well, there's protein in everything. Yeah. Like literally everything yeah, has yeah. protein. But like you have like one piece of like a four ounce steak, and you're good. That's yeah. That's enough yeah. protein yeah. for a day. Exactly. And uh, from an environmental standpoint, I think the amount of uh, meat that we need to reduce to is like eight ounces of beef a week mm-hmm. to be like environmentally sustainable. Yeah, which is like a lot. A yeah. Lot different. So I hope that after today, you'll kind of think about your choices a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I hope that you know you'll go to the grocery store next time, or you'll you know you'll choose a veggie burger when you go to a, yeah. a burger place because if you think about it from all all the standpoints it's probably the best choice yeah okay uh do you know what seitan is no okay (laughs) seitan is known as weak gluten it is a mixture of flour water and spices that is boiled beaten and cooked to create a perfect replacement to meat in many dishes in terms of the texture is amazing taste is always great you can find it in different flavors and styles try some seitan today you will not regret it Thank you, Satan, for sponsoring today's episode. All right, as a final segment, I've got a recipe for everybody. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to say at the, before we go there? Um, like I said, this was very educational. Okay. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. This was nice. I don't know if I'm going to change my behavior. That's okay. But I'm sure there are people listening who have absolutely no idea, just like me. Mm-hmm. And they probably learned a little something today, too. Yeah, I hope so. So today's recipe comes from Hoffer Food. You can find it at hofferfood.com. It's for roasted strawberry and poblano pepper salsa. The ingredients are three cups of whole strawberries, one poblano pepper, half a yellow onion, half a lime juice, half a teaspoon of sea salt, half a teaspoon of pepper, quarter of a teaspoon of smoked paprika, and a small handful of chives. Set the oven to broil. Place the whole poblano pepper and the strawberries on a baking sheet and place under the top element to roast for approximately 12 minutes. Keep an eye on them and flip the pepper after about six to eight minutes. Once the top looks charred and the skin is blistered all over, the strawberries don't really need to be flipped unless you notice them getting too burnt. Remove from the oven and place the pepper immediately in a plastic bag. Seal it and let steam for about 10 minutes. Let the strawberries sit on a baking sheet to cool while the pepper steams. Remove the pepper from the bag and skin, and the skin should peel off easily. Slice it in half and remove the inside seeds. Place the pepper and strawberries in a food processor with the remaining ingredients. Pulse a few times until the ingredients are well combined. This texture of the salsa will be less chunky than the others since the pepper and the strawberries are soft and cooked and they'll process into more of a puree. You can use it as a marinade or chill in the fridge for an hour before serving a salsa. I'd like to thank today's sponsors, Granny Smith Apples, Couscous, and Satan, and Daniel. And you, the listeners, for being here with us today. If you have a question, a suggestion, you want to be a sponsor, or you want to be on an episode, send us an email at veganambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day.